This is the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lambert. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us today, and we hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. We usually don't think about discipleship in terms of mental models. We usually just think it's following Jesus, and that's true. But while that's true, developing some mental models or metaphors for how we approach the discipleship lifestyle can really help us understand our habits and break them down in such a way that we can live out our life as a disciple in the 21st century. And that's what Daniel Eam has done in his five micro-shifts in his book, No Silver Bullets. Daniel M. is the Director of Church Multiplication for NewChurches.com at Lifeway Christian Resources. He serves as a teaching pastor at The Fellowship, a multi-site church in Nashville. He's the author of No Silver Bullets, Five Small Shifts That Will Transform Your Ministry, and Planting Missional Churches, Your Guide to Starting Churches That Multiply. He also co-hosts the New Churches Q&A podcast, the Five Leadership Questions podcast, and a brand new podcast with his wife on marriage and parenting called the In-Between Podcast. He has an MA in global leadership and has served and pastored in church plants in multi-site churches ranging from 100 people to 50,000 people in Vancouver, Ottawa, Montreal, Korea, Edmonton, and Nashville. He's a scholar practitioner who can not only create theory, but also implement it in an innovative way to solve problems. His experience and strength is in creating alignment and momentum within teams and churches by implementing strategies and systems to move the church towards multiplication. In other words, he's a strategic thinker that can produce rather than a strategic thinker that can muse. He's been married to his wife, Christina, since 2006, and they have three children. Daniel's premise is there's no one thing that we can do that's going to suddenly transform our lives or our ministries in such a way that we're going to see all the results that we want. And so what he proposes are five micro shifts that are going to lead to big results in our lives. And I think it's helpful to maybe break down what a micro shift is. Very simply, it's maybe an adjustment of a perspective in some cases, or it can be um, just a small habit change and tweak. And we're going to lay out all five of the micro shifts that he talks about in this chapter really briefly, and then we're going to touch on um, a few of them throughout the week in more detail. So once we've understood what the micro shifts are, I think the model that's the most helpful for understanding this is the matrix that Daniel has created, where we talk about discipleship as being either a destination or a direction. And then over that, we lay accountability. Are we holding ourselves or are we walking with someone else to hold ourselves accountable or not? And it makes a huge impact in the way that we live our lives as disciples. Because if we see our lives simply as a destination-oriented, well, then we're not incentivized to put much effort into what we're doing in the here and now. Whereas if we look at our discipleship lifestyle as a direction then anything, as long as it's oriented towards Christ, begins to play a significant role in our journey with Him. 
You overlay accountability on top of that, and it just turns up the burner all the more. Because without that accountability, I look at that as sort of the the secret hidden ingredient. Without that, our lives tend to falter. We're very easily dissuaded from the path. We can be distracted very easily. So using this model can really aid us on our journeys to becoming more like Christ. First, let's let's back up and, and sort of just introduce all five of them, maybe, and we can sort of step through each one and, uh, and, and explore it a little bit more, because there's so much in each one that I think is very applicable for us to, to begin using immediately. So, um, like, shift one is from destination to direction. Um, then we've got output to input, sage to guide, form to function, and maturity to missionary. Um, so in your the first shift from going from destination to direction, you talk about how we need to shift discipleship from being a destination mindset if you're talking about a journey, and, and that's the uh, you use an analogy for that in, in the book to talking about it's more of a direction. Can you talk about what you mean by that? Yeah, so biblically speaking, I think the, a great example is, you know, let's let's think about two characters, right? Think about a Pharisee on the one hand. And the Samaritan woman at the well, on the other hand, okay. So the thing about this, the 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 Pharisee is, we see them in the scriptures as they are, fully grown, hypocritical, uh, and whatever other adjective you want to use to describe the Pharisee, right? But we see them like that, and when we see them like that, I feel like we miss a lot about the journey of discipleship and the journey of growth. Think about what that Pharisee was like when they were a child and they were legitimately, I mean, I don't know how many three-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old hypocrites you know, right? I mean, there's hypocritical moments, but genuine, you know, most of the time they're genuine, right? I mean, they, they are who they are, and, and they'll say it as, they, as it is, and, and as they were going to the temple, and as they were worshiping, and, and as they were uh, really, you know, living out Deuteronomy, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of just living out their faith, you know, and, they're, and they're memorizing the Pentateuch, studying the Pentateuch, and then at one point they get tapped on the shoulder, right, and, and, the, and they, they, they walk in the way of the rabbi, right, they walk in the way of religious leaders, and, and they're not taking over the, the, the trade of of the family and they start memorizing not only the Pentateuch but the Torah, right? And and they just keep on going. I'm sure there were several moments, and, and I'm sure most of the time as a child, it was driven by uh, I'm sure there was a love for God. I'm sure at some point, probably a huge point along the way, they genuinely did develop a love for God, a reverence for God, a fear for God, a you know, to to worship God and all that. But maybe it's when they became teenagers. Right, that they started getting a little cynical, and they're like, "Oh," and you see that right with Samuel's sons, um, you know, growing up as religious leaders as Levites, and and you know, it just kind of becomes, you just kind of, you go through the motions, right? Now you start playing the game, exactly, yeah. exactly, and they just keep on going, doing it. It's too late to go do something else, right? So they just keep on, regardless of where their character is at and where their heart is at, they just keep on going. They're too far in. And, you know, if, if you think about maturity as about getting to a destination, that Pharisee, by the time they become a full-grown adult, they, if, if maturity is really about getting to a destination, then they probably are pretty mature. If the destination is God, they probably know a lot about God. 
but do they know God? Right. When you look at that, um, you know, they, they're close to the destination because they've studied so much more than everyone else. But do they actually know God? Now, compare that to a directional standpoint of discipleship and of maturity, right? Because we're talking about levels of maturity. How do you, we're really talking about how do you measure maturity, right? So is maturity measured by your, your proximity to a destination or is maturity measured by the direction you're pointing in? So think about the Samaritan woman. I mean, she was probably as far away from God as, she, as anyone probably could have been when Jesus met her at the well, right? I mean, destination-wise... I mean, there's no comp. They're not even in the same frame, you know, you know, on your Instagram photo. It's like, it's, they're not even in the same Instagram photo. Like you got to swipe multiple times, you know, multiple photos to find the two of them. Right. So they're super far away. And what direction is she pointing in? She's not pointing toward God, right? She's not pointing toward Jesus. She's pointing the opposite way and she's super far away. Well, when the moment she meets Jesus, right? And Jesus, you know, she is convicted of her sin. She is embraced by, you know, she's overwhelmed with the grace of God and the love of God. And, and she repents and she turns, right? And she turns, literally she turns directionally. She is super far away from God, but she turned and now she's facing God. Okay, now if maturity is measured by the direction you're pointing in, not by the destination, then that Samaritan woman is pointing to God, but she's far away. The Pharisee is really close to God, but he's pointing away from God. Who would you rather have in your church? And who would you say is more mature? If you measure maturity by destination, well, obviously, it's the Pharisee because he knows more about God. But if you if you measure maturity by the direction they're pointing in, then the, the Samaritan woman is more mature than the Pharisee. Now, this paradigm is mind-blowing, right? It's mind-blowing. And, and it's a, it, you know, frankly, it's a missiological principle from Paul Hebert. I know you can get pretty geeky here, centered set, bounded sets. And, and it's, it, you know, it's, it's a huge paradigm in the missiological sense of things. But I, I, I was reflecting on it. I was like, how does that relate to the way that we disciple, right? Because we often, like I said earlier, right, we disciple the way that we've been discipled, right, unless we consciously do so otherwise. So think about our Western education system. When in the world do we test people, when we test in school, when we get our diplomas, our accreditations, our credentials, anything that we do, do we get it based off of destination or by direction, right? Do we do, it's, it's all about putting the hours in, isn't it? It's all about putting the time in, getting the credit hours, getting it all done, uh, it's not about competency. It's not about what direction you're pointing it. It's, it's all about that. I mean, so I passed calculus in university, right? But I am not competent in calculus. I passed, I put the hours in, but I don't know anything about calculus right now, right? I don't even know how to use the sine, cosine, and tangent buttons. I completely forgot. <laughs> but you've right? arrived, I, Dan. You, you, you've hit the destination. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, right? So in light of that, how many people in our churches are just... Yeah, I mean, honestly, here's the thing, right? Guys, if you were to talk to any disciple, any person who is wanting to grow, I mean, this is the daily growth, right? I mean, discipleship, but anyone who is wanting to grow, everyone would agree that direction is better, a better 
measure of maturity than destination, right? Everyone would agree, especially when I tell you the Pharisee on this morning. I mean, who wants to be the Pharisee, right? I mean, it's it's just like there's no there's no question that everyone would agree. Pastors as well. The problem is, the problem is we don't know how to disciple directionally. All we know how to do is to disciple through a destination mindset because that is our education system. That's the education system we're used to. So that's the tension. Most people say, yes, directional is better, but man, I have no idea how to go about that, which is why I talk about the matrix in the in the book and, and get to all that. Yeah, let's jump into that. But before, you know, it, it's it's easy sitting here 2,000 years after the fact and say, oh, of course we would want the Samaritan woman <laughs> in our church and not the Pharisee. But until you really start dealing with those people on a daily basis, I think because it's that intangible quality and we can't see the heart like Jesus can, I think if they were standing in front of us, we would say we want the Pharisee every Mm, single time because it is. It's so much easier to default to that legalistic standard because we can measure it. It's it's very objective. You're right. And uh, it's hard to discern somebody's posture towards Christ. Well, on that same note, we all tend to put up those fronts anyway to make ourselves appear really, really spiritually mature in front of everybody else. And so everybody's walking around with this front up that says, hey, look at me, I'm spiritually mature. And the second you let that front down, people start to to jump on you. And so we just want to keep oh, that yeah. front up. And so if you keep that front up all the time, well, then it says... It must be about the destination then, because mm-hmm. the the direction really only matters if you're not if you haven't arrived yet. Yeah, and so we 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 just kind of propagate that by keeping the front up and yeah. saying that yeah we've arrived, and so there's no need for direction. Yeah, completely, completely, and that's why in the matrix in the influences matrix, there's a big difference between uh, the the hippie church and the intentional church as I talk about uh, because because of this nuance because of this nuance. Yeah, so you talk about this uh, this matrix breakdown, and it's really combined from uh, putting two spectrums on top of each other, the destination and direction spectrum, and then the accountability spectrum. Yeah, yeah. And so let's talk about each one of the churches really quickly, just because one of them, as you've talked about, is the hippie church, Yeah, and that's too good to pass up to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the hippie church is great, right? I mean, the hippie church is exactly what you think it is. Right. It's like, remember those old school choose your own adventure books? Right. I mean, that is the hippie church. How do you want? I mean, and it's directional. Right. So so for the hippie church and the intentional church, they're both they both measure discipleship from the standpoint of which direction you're pointing in. So if that's the case. Right. If that's the case, then for the hippie church. Uh, it's it's their directional, but there's also this low sense of accountability. So everyone just does whatever they want. Right. I mean, we can't how do you, you can't really measure maturity. So just just if you don't if you don't want to read the Bible and you just want to read someone else's thoughts on the Bible. I mean, that's the same thing, isn't it? Or if you don't want to go to church and worship, then just just and you, and you want to go hike instead and listen to to worship music. Yeah, that's church, isn't it? I mean, it's the same thing. And I mean, that's no, no, obviously not. I mean, hopefully the sarcasm came through my voice, right? Hopefully. We'll hold up our sarcasm sign. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So uh, it's not, it's not. They get it that it is directional, but that's not how you measure maturity. That's that's why we have the idea of the intentional church, because you have this idea that, hey, the intentional church understands 
that maturity is not about just inputs, right? Because hippie churches are all about inputs. Intentional churches understand that inputs lead to outputs. So what are the intentional inputs that I need to engage in discipleship-wise that'll lead to the outputs of maturity, right? That's that's the biggest difference. The other two ones on, on the chart are destination-oriented, right? So you got the copycat church who literally just copies whatever the church down the road is doing or, or whatever the best next book says. And, and, you know, three months later, a year later, they change because they have a low culture of accountability. The, the Silver Bullet Church, uh, they look, and here's the fascinating thing, the Silver Bullet Church and the Intentional Church can actually look very similar, very similar. The difference is that the Silver Bullet Church is measuring everything off of outputs. The intentional church realizes there are inputs that lead to outputs, and they move people toward the inputs. So that's the biggest difference, and and that's where intentional the intentional church gets its name because there really is this intentional approach to discipleship. So our goal here at Daily Growth Discipleship is to be in that quadrant of the intentional church, although in this case I would like to say it's the intentional disciple. So our challenge to you today is to evaluate your life and determine which quadrant you're actually in. Do you view your discipleship as more a destination or as a direction? And do you have somebody holding you accountable? Are you walking with someone? And the answers to those two questions will determine which quadrant you're in. And then you can begin to make these micro shifts that can lead you to becoming a more intentional disciple. But if there's one thing that I think you should take away from this episode, it's how important viewing our discipleship as a direction is, as opposed to a destination. It's so easy to fall into the destination trap thinking that when Jesus returns, I'll be perfect and I'm not going to worry about it too much after that. Or setting yourself up for milestones. Once I can achieve X, once I can read my Bible an hour a day, I will be a good disciple but to instead view it as a direction. We're all on a journey with Jesus, and our journeys look very different. He walks with us individually. And so, no matter where you're at, if you're backslidden or if you're pursuing Jesus daily with everything you have for years, what matters is, are you facing Him? Are you pursuing Him? Because in the end, nothing else matters. Thanks for listening to the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening at Daily Growth, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. Or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.